Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of two college athletes. He has a wealth of experience to share. Here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 336 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. I hope everyone had a great holiday season and new year. Now it's time to get back to work if you are a student athlete. This episode is the eighth episode in a series of special looks inside the NCAA, NAIA, and NJCAA websites. This week's episode is giving you direct information about the National Letter of Intent, or NLI. This information comes from these three websites. Episode 277 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast covered some of the NIL information from these websites. So you can go back and listen to that episode on your favorite podcast app or on recruit-me.com. Let's jump right into the NCAA.org website. On the NCAA.org homepage, go to Student Athletes. And the third link down on the left side is a National Letter of Intent link. This takes you directly to the nationalletter.org website. There are five headers on this page. Number one, about the NIL. Number two, signing dates. Three, NIL provisions. Number four, FAQs. And number five, release and appeal. In the upper part of the nationalletter.org page, it states that there are over 48,000 National Letter of Intent signees each year in the NCAA, and there are 652 NCAA Division I and Division II NIL member schools. It also states that there is more than $3.3 billion in athletic scholarships. There is a link there that takes you to a Where Does the Money Go page. There is some good and fun information on the Where Does the Money Go page but I'm not going to go through that page today. In a big blue box on the nationalletter.org homepage, there are five Know the Rules Before You Sign links. The first one is Watch Videos. Second, Signing Dates. The third one, FAQs. The fourth one, NIL Provisions. And the fifth one is Signing Tutorial. There are seven one-to-eight-minute videos that help to explain the National Letter of Intent. The seven videos are a signing tutorial, can I sign a National Letter of Intent if I'm not receiving an athletic scholarship? When can I sign a National Letter of Intent? Can a coach hand-deliver a National Letter of Intent? Does an NIL become null and void? What happens if I attend a two-year school after signing an NIL? And the last one is, can I be released from my NIL? The link for the signing date takes you to the current dates a prospective student-athlete can sign an NCAA NIL. Division I basketball, Division I football, and then Division II football have their own unique signing dates. Then all of the other Division I and Division II sports are usually around the second week of November. That general signing date was November 9th, 2022 through August 1st, 2023 this year. The FAQs link takes you to the NIL FAQs page. There are six categories of FAQs. These frequently asked questions are... Number one, signing the NIL. Number two, binding agreement. Number three, recruiting. Number four, asking for an NIL release. Number five, junior college enrollees. And number six, NIL penalty. The first FAQ link was signing the NIL. There are 13 FAQs for signing the NIL. A few questions on that page are, who signs an NIL? 
The answer is prospective student-athletes enrolling in a four-year institution for the first time can sign an NIL. Student-athletes who start their academic career at a four-year institution and then transfer to a two-year may also sign an NIL if they plan on entering a second four-year institution. Another question is, am I required to sign the NIL on the initial date for my sport? The answer is no. Signing the NIL is voluntary any and all times. There are 11 questions under the Binding Agreement FAQ link. Questions like, when I sign an NIL, what do I agree to do? The answer is, when you sign an NIL, you agree to attend the institution listed on the NIL for one academic year in exchange for that institution's awarding athletic financial aid for one academic year. Another binding agreement question is, is an NIL binding if I don't show up for preseason practice or fall enrollment? The answer from the NCAA is yes. If you don't show up for either, the NIL remains binding. The recruiting link in the FAQs has eight questions. One question is, can I make a verbal commitment to a school and sign an NIL with a different school? The answer is yes. A verbal commitment is a non-binding oral agreement between you and the institution. The NIL program does not recognize verbal commitments. The last FAQ under the recruiting link is, do I sign an NIL if I transfer to another four-year institution? The answer is no. The NIL policy prohibits student-athletes transferring from one four-year institution to another four-year institution, which is a four-to-four transfer, from signing an NIL inasmuch as they are, are no longer a prospective student-athlete. The next FAQ is asking for an NIL release. There are seven FAQs under this category. Here is one of the questions. What happens if I change my mind about attending the institution with which I signed and want to attend another NIL institution instead? The NIL basic penalty is that you lose one year of competition in all sports and must serve a one year in residence at your next NIL institution. Remember, these are NCAA NLI rules. The next category under FAQs is junior college enrollees. There are four questions, like, if I sign a letter with a junior college or an NIIA school, may I sign an NIL? The answer is yes. The last frequently asked question category on the NIL website is NIL penalty. There are four questions also, like, can an NIL basic penalty be eliminated? Yes, the basic penalty may be eliminated by asking for and receiving an NIL complete release. If the institution does not grant a complete release from the NIL, you may appeal for a release to the NIL committee, which may grant a level of relief if extenuating circumstances warrant. Those are the FAQs for the NLI. Next is a link for NLI provisions. There are 12 links under this heading. They are, number one, initial enrollment in a four-year institution. Number two, financial aid requirement. Number three, provisions of letter satisfaction. Number four, basic penalty. Number five, early signing period penalties. Number six, release request and appeal process. Number seven, letter becomes null and void. Number eight, recruiting ban after signing. Number nine, seven-day signing deadline. Number 10, statute of limitations. Number 11, coaching changes. And number 12, coaching contact prohibited at time of signing. I will not give you information today on all 12. Here are the first three, though. Initial enrollment in a four-year institution says the NLI applies only to prospective student-athletes who will be entering a four-year institution for the first time as a full-time student. 
The terms of a previous NLI are satisfied if a student-athlete graduates from a two-year college. The financial aid requirement says at the time you sign an NLI, you must receive a written offer of athletic financial aid for the entire academic year from the institution named in the NLI. There are some more provisions under this link. The provisions of letter satisfaction is in two examples. The first, one-year attendance requirement, and the second, two-year college graduation from a JUCO or a two-year school. I wanted to hit on the part of the information under the recruiting ban after signing link. The first paragraph says, I understand all participating conferences and institutions are obligated to respect the signing and shall cease contact with me and my family after signing the NLI. As we move down the provisions page, the coaching changes link states that I understand that I have signed an NLI with the institution and not for a particular sport or coach. If a coach leaves, I remain bound to the NLI and understand it is not uncommon for a coach to leave. Go to this NLI provisions link for more information. The last link in the big blue box is signing tutorial and is an eight minute video about signing an NLI. Below the big blue box is a have questions header and six smaller blue boxes. These are more direct links to frequently asked questions we covered earlier. The bottom part of the page are links to the NLI release request instructions, the submit NLI release request, the check NLI release status, and the NLI appeal process. Hopefully you will not need to be released from assigned NLI, but here's the information if you need it. If we go back to the very top of the nationalletter.org homepage, the five headers at the top give you this information. An about NLI link gives you a short history of NLI, some stats, and some definitions for NLI. The signing dates link takes you directly to the current date chart. And the NLI provisions, frequently asked questions, and release and appeal links are also direct links we covered earlier. At the bottom of the homepage are links called resources. There is a link for a quick reference guide to NIL, Football Early Signing Q&A, NCAA Recruiting, Booster's Guide to NLI, Life of Your NLI, NLI Guide for College Hockey, and Administrative Guidelines. The Quick Reference Guide to the NIL is an information-filled two-page PDF. The Football Early Signing link gives you a one-page PDF. The NCAA Recruiting link takes you to the NCAA Recruiting Calendars page. The Booster Guide to the NIL is a two-page PDF and relates to a recruit by giving some of the rules and definitions a booster or fan needs to know about dealing with recruits. A four-page PDF is given to you in the life of your NLI. This runs you through the three steps before receiving your NLI from a NCA Division I or Division II institution. Number one is register with the NCA Eligibility Center. Number two is complete the amateurism questions. And number three is get placed on an NCA Division I or Division II Institutional Request List, or IRL. It is at the discretion of the institution to place you on an IRL. The second page has five things to know before you sign, like what is the NLI, when and who can sign, how do you fulfill the NLI, what if there is a coaching change, and what is the NLI penalty. Page three of the PDF has five rules to remember when signing your NLI. Number one, parent or legal guardian signatures. Two, NLI signing dates. Three, signing deadlines. Number four, a signing event. And number five, athletic scholarship. The last page, page four, is what happens after signing. 
NLI recruiting ban, your admissions and eligibility, failure to enroll, what happens if you quit the team, the subject of a delayed enrollment, a release request, and transfer after enrollment. The NLI guide for college hockey is a one-page PDF. The pages at the bottom of the homepage are great and free and are there to really help you learn about the NCA NLI. All of that information was about the NCA Division I and Division II levels. Because the NCA Division III does not give athletic scholarship aid, it doesn't offer or require a letter of intent. The NCA Division III offers a celebratory signing form. Two ways to get information on this form that I found are 1. Click on the membership link on the NCA.org homepage at the top right-hand corner. Then go down to the Division III link. Down in the Division III recruiting box, it has a celebratory signing form link. Or the second way is to search for the celebratory signing form. This form information says that the Division III institutions are permitted to use a standard, NCA-provided, non-binding, celebratory signing form under Bylaw 13.9.1.1. A prospective student-athlete is permitted to sign the celebratory signing form at any point, including high school signing events, after the prospective student-athlete has been accepted to the institution. Institutions should keep in mind that they are not permitted to publicize a prospective student-athlete's commitment to the institution until the prospective student-athlete has submitted a financial deposit. For NAIA, go to NAIA.org. Go to the Student Athlete link at the top of the page. Click on the Future Student Athletes link and scroll down to High School Athletes. Then on that page there are questions. And one of them is, and one of them is what about letters of intent? It says as an association, the NAIA does not have a letter of intent program in which the students signed a binding contract agreement to participate in athletics at a particular institution. Student-athletes may sign letters of intent with an individual NAIA school. However, they are not obligated to attend that institution. That said, NAIA conferences require their member schools to recognize letters of intent that are signed with other institutions within their conference. Please check with your prospective school to see if any conference programs apply. You can find the same information in the NAIA guide for the college-bound student-athlete. Next, we go to the NJCAA.org website. Go to the bottom of the NJCAA homepage and click on the Compete NJCAA. Scroll down to the big boxes in the middle of the website. Scroll down to the big boxes in the middle of the web page and click on NJCAA Eligibility FAQs. On FAQs, there is information on JUCO Letters of Intent, or LOI. The NJCAA letter of intent is used to commit an individual to a specific institution for a period of one academic year. This form is only valid for NJCAA member colleges and has no authority over NCAA or NAIA schools. Once a student athlete signs a letter of intent with an NJCAA member college, they immediately become unrecruitable by any other NJCAA member colleges for the duration of the agreement. It is not permissible to sign an LOI with two NJCAA colleges. All of this NLI information is great to have, and it points you to one of the goals you are looking for as part of getting a scholarship and playing your sport in college. RecruitMe teaches you all about the steps to an athletic scholarship by learning how to build your school list, do research on your school list, contact coaches, keep track of communications, update college coaches, and make your college decision. Doing all those steps sets you up to be able to submit and sign an NLI, 
a letter of intent, or a celebratory signing form. RecruitMe also wants you to realize what a commitment the signing is, and then to help you prepare for the college experience. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast, and I invite you to like or subscribe the Athletic Scholarship Podcast on your favorite podcast app, or also go to recruit-me.com to listen. On the recruit-me.com website, you can sign up for the free Recruit Me monthly newsletter or get the free Recruiting Power Pack. Join me next Tuesday for another 15 minutes that will change your athletic scholarship future on the Athletic Scholarship Podcast.